This is episode 371, How to Move into Acceptance Even If You Don't Like What's Happening with Lindsay. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Once again, thank you for joining me. I think a lot of you are going to relate to the subject of this episode, which is moving into acceptance, even when you don't really like what you have to accept. Now, it's easy to move into acceptance when we have hindsight. We can be like, oh, that happened for a reason. I accept it now. Or we can accept something that, you know, isn't great, but isn't that bad. But when we have to accept something or we get to choose to accept something that really isn't what we want, that's when the real spiritual ninja work comes in. In my master's degree program at the University of Santa Monica, one of the things that we learned is that acceptance is the first law of spirit. And it makes so much sense to me because when you are in acceptance, things can transmute, things can move. When you're in resistance, well, you're in resistance. And I know for me, accepting things in my life that weren't exactly what I wanted has been really, really difficult, but it's what eventually shifted things. And I don't mean that when I accepted it, I got what I wanted. Sometimes I have, but mostly it's when I've accepted things, all the judgment and the suffering and the beliefs that it'd be better if X, Y, Z, all that faded away. And it gave me so much freedom. So I hope that your takeaway from today's episode is that you can't always get what you want, as the Rolling Stones say, but you do get what you need. And if you can move into acceptance of wherever you are or are not in your life, you're going to have so much more freedom and, and so much more enjoyment of your life. When we're focused on the things we don't have, then we don't really enjoy the things that we do have. So as you're listening to this episode, consider Is there something you want really, 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 really bad? And you think, oh, if only I had this thing, then I'd be so much happier. Are you single right now? And you don't want to be single, but you just can't seem to move into acceptance of it. You're done. You're over being single. You want your person. Have you done so much work on yourself to change an issue or to change a circumstance in your life? And it's just not shifting. And you keep digging and digging and digging. And finally, do you believe your life would be better if you had something that you don't? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Still kind of in awe that I got a chance to be on this. Mm. Um, I have been following your work and doing a lot of your courses and stuff with you for well over two years. And this has been something I have brought up a couple of times with you, but as I've done more and more work, I'm realizing how ingrained belief I have is. And so I'm hoping to kind of share some of the things that my mind tells me is true, (laughs) even though my heart knows they're not true. I know where a lot of this stuff comes back to because I have done a lot of inner child work. Mm -hmm. Where it's gotten more challenging is how to move past the stuff when it's my teenage self that kind of went on the journey and it has to do with romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm in my later 30s. I really want to have a family. 
I have been single for well over 10 years. I've kind of been called that wild woman, the girl that goes after her dreams. I haven't really lived in one area too long to be able to really plant some roots. I've done a lot of amazing things, worked at Google. I'm considered a water woman with surfing and sailing and spearfishing. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't consider myself crazy or overly needy. I've kind of been trying to make an amazing life for myself. Yeah, but you have. Uh, when, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to partnership, I've only had one that lasted maybe three years and it was from 19 to 22. And this is where emotion comes up as I do realize my first romantic encounter uh, for where I lost my virginity uh, was a friends with benefits situation. And many of those have continued on, even though I do forgive myself for having faulty boundaries. Um, I didn't know better at the time. I always thought they would lead to a partnership, <laughs> hoping mm-hmm. he would change his mind about me. But um, something's been brought to my attention, and it hasn't exactly been said to me, but I do feel this about myself, as I've heard it say said about others. Um, men seem to find women that feel they're enough to sleep with, but not enough to date. Mm-hmm. And as I hear, yeah, as I hear that, I, I really have that belief about me um, due to how I look. I've been kind of the girl to sleep with, but not enough to date. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. You can, you can stop for now. So <laughs> what if you were single the rest of your life? That makes me want to cry. Okay. Why do you believe that you'd be happier in a relationship than being single and living an incredible life and seeing what comes? Uh, I've thought about that because um, I do I do a lot of things. <laughs> I'm quite active. Mm-hmm. Um, I've traveled and there's a quote I think of from the book Into the Wild and it ends with him saying, happiness is real when shared. And the thought of sharing some of these amazing experiences I've had with another and also get to experience life that I see so many other people get the chance to experience in a way. I really want that in this lifetime. I'm, I'm pretty tired of doing everything by myself, Yeah, including, yeah. including my healing. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I really do. And when we move into acceptance, like full acceptance, and really go, you know, I'm okay if things stay the way they are. I love myself. I love my life. And I move into full acceptance. That's when things change. But we can't really move into acceptance, hoping that acceptance is going to change things. Now, I recently went through an experience with my daughter where she just stopped nursing. She would not breastfeed. And we've been through a lot with our breastfeeding journey. And she just at three months old, well, it started a little before that. She started refusing the boob, would only take a bottle. And then three months old just was like, nope, not interested. And I was devastated, heartbroken, devastated, hormone drop from having to move to pumping and just a mess. And all I wanted was her to get back on the boob. And I sought lactation specialists and cranial sacral therapists. And I was looking at like the metaphysical level and was doing everything I could to get what I want and get what I think would was best for both of us. And I finally was just like, you know what? 
this just might be our journey. Like, this is not what I wanted at all. This is not my preference. This is breaking my heart on so many levels. And I just need to let go. And I just need to accept it. And I need to give up trying to get her back. And I just need to surrender and move into full acceptance and be grateful for the fact that at least I make breast milk. And I would say a week later, we were just laying in bed and she just hopped back on the boob out of nowhere and has been nursing ever since. Now she doesn't even like a bottle. And I share that with you because although it was not 10 years and it was a short amount of time, I feel your longing and I feel the pain and I feel the, the story of, oh my gosh, it would be better if. And I also heard you on the limiting beliefs and I'm going to circle back to that. So no, I heard you. But I want you to really feel into what I'm sharing with you in that story and feel into the attachment you have to having a partner. Can you feel that? Because I know that there's a desire and the longing, but there's also the attachment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to think about continuing on life, though, doing what I've already been doing is really hard to accept. <laughs> well, yes, but you're accepting things based on a story of what you think will happen. All I'm asking is for you to accept that right now in this moment, there's, you don't have a partner. Oh, I see. Um, yes. I, I, yes. I, I, right? Cause see how you already jumped yeah. to a narrative <laughs> of my life sucks and it's never going to be better. And I'm gonna miss out on all this stuff. Like I'm not asking you to accept a shitty future or I'm asking you to accept that right now, this is where you are right now in this moment, this is what is. And there's a part of you that is constantly trying to change it. Maybe it'll be this course, or maybe we'll be talking to Christine on the podcast, or maybe we'll be moving to this city or, you know, constantly looking for the solution. And that's the piece that I'm just bringing to your awareness with love and saying, Lindsay, can you just really, really accept that this is your life right now? And what's resist, what's coming up is resistance is you think that if you do, you're doomed, that you're never going to have it. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying accept it for right now that this is the way it is and find peace with that the best you can. Does that make sense? It, it does. But, yeah. <laughs> but. Well, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where it, it's hard not to feel sorry for yourself and the things you've experienced and you do kind of feel like you've. Uh, who? You? <laughs> I? Me, me, <laughs> me. I, I, I do feel like, you know, I, I've been pushed to surrender in a lot of different ways in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, this even just, I, I've come to you before and feeling like I just, you know, trying to find a sense of belonging where you feel very looked over by, by humans, by people you interact with, that connection is a human need. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's where I, I, I can accept it. It's just, it's, it, nothing's really shifted. <laughs> and I do get excited. I've heard you before where, um, when, if a guy comes into my bubble, I, I might subconsciously come off needy or too excited and scare him off. <laughs> it's cause I, I, I'm just, I'm so ready. <laughs> and. Well, there's a difference between being ready and being desperate. 
And I'm not calling you desperate yeah. at all, but there is a, you want it so bad. You want it so bad. And I get it because I've been where you are and I was single for a decade. So I really, really get it on multiple levels. And I really, really hear you. And I hear the longing in your heart. And you've also heard me say the longing in our heart is the knowing of what's to come. I just don't know when yours is coming. It could be two days from now. It could be 20 years. We don't know. We don't know. And this is where the acceptance is so important. And there's still, again, a part of you that believes your life would be so much better with a relationship. And yes, we have a human need for connection. A romantic relationship isn't the only way that we get that. It's not. So there's a a wholeness and a surrender that I think is around the corner for you if you really just can come into like letting go. And what that looks like is again not necessarily accepting a doomed future, but going, if this never happens, I'm okay. If this never happens, I still love and accept myself. I'm going to stop thinking that my life is going to be awful or I'm going to miss out on something terrible if this never comes. Because with that, there's a gripping that happens, Lindsay, and it's the gripping that causes the suffering. So I want to go back to what you said earlier about the limiting beliefs that you're carrying around. Listen, we all have shitty beliefs about ourselves. Not every single person who is in a relationship was completely in self-love and cleaned up all their limiting beliefs. They're just in a relationship working it out in the relationship. For whatever reason, you are being asked right now to move through some of this independently. And that belief of, you know, I think like when I feel into what's happening is you're in a situation that you don't like and you want to change and it's not changing and you feel like you have no control. So you're looking for any possible thing that could be the reason as to why you're not getting what you want and digging so deep and looking in every single corner and underneath every single rug looking for, okay, maybe if I can find the belief or the trauma or the this or the that, then it'll happen. And I come back to let go. Stop trying to find the thing or the reason why this hasn't come into your life right now. Because what does that do? That moves you out of the energetic of love and moves you into judgment. And when you move into that full acceptance of who you are, where you are in your life, all of that, all of that, that acceptance will one, keep you in the energetic of love and two, will shift what you're broadcasting from more of that, I need this to make me happy to I'm actually whole and complete. And this is an intellectual thing because I know you know this intellectually what I'm about to say, but energetically shifting into nothing's missing in my life. And that moves you out of the, both the suffering, but also this constant trying to figure out why, which is something we all do to some degree. We don't have something we want, something in our life isn't working, and we pick apart ourselves with a fine-tooth comb, trying to find the reason, because if we find the reason, then we have control, and then we can do something to solve it. So can you see that pattern of constantly looking for why you're still single? 
Oh, sorry. Was that a question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was really sitting into that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always constantly doing a lot because the, yeah, the, the just being in acceptance of this is where I'm at. It's, it's, it's scary. It's the uncertainty. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, yeah. Well, you've tried the finding the solution. You've tried looking underneath every rug metaphorically in your consciousness. What you haven't tried is just letting it go, just giving it up. And I can think of, I mean, the breastfeeding example is one of many examples. I can think of, of when I really, truly surrendered and I really let something go and I really trusted whatever was for the highest good would come forward. And I shifted my focus away from trying to solve the problem, trying to find the reason trying to figure it out to grieving and then going, okay, this is what is, I'm going to stop fighting with reality. That's when things change. And it's a balance because I'm, I'm not saying to everyone else listening, okay, you don't need to work on yourself anymore. You just move into acceptance and boom, things appear. It's not that easy either. It's a combination of both. And sometimes we were too heavily leaning on, oh, the universe will provide. I don't need to do anything. And sometimes we're too heavily leaning on, oh, I got to like pick apart everything, figure out the problem, figure out what's wrong with me, figure out what my limiting belief is or my trauma that's playing this out. And we need a balance of the two. And when we're too heavy on one of those, we need to come towards the other. So for you, it's coming towards the acceptance and the letting go. But it terrifies a part of you because you make that mean that then you won't get it. And this is a pattern to look at in your life. Like if I don't work really hard to get something, then it doesn't happen. I have to do it. I have to work hard. I have to go after what I want. I have to do it. Otherwise it doesn't happen. And that would be a beautiful pattern to start to shift. A beautiful belief to start to shift. Feels like the fun of being the firstborn, having that pattern. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, just the result of getting hurt in our life. The more we've been hurt, the more control we want. The more we've been hurt by other people, the more we have to rely on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ego, the, uh, the, what you call it, you just are doing parts work or, now I'm throwing too much at it. That's okay. I, I'm trying to incorporate practices to help keep me present because I do have quite the, the spiral thinking that just overtakes my reality. If I were to incorporate just acceptance, because meditation is, is challenging, that's, that's a lot of me time talking with myself. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if, if it's a mantra thing or I, I, it's really what, unfamiliar for me. Yeah. What's the state shift for you? Music, dancing, being in the water. What's mm, the state shift? Def, uh, that's why I, in the water is the best place for surrender. And also, yes, definitely music. Okay. So two things, you're going to be in the water or if you don't have time to get to water, you're going to be taking lots of showers or it's going to be music yeah. and or music. So yeah. making a playlist that isn't a bunch of love songs that are going to make you sad, but is a one of like just loving your life and knowing you're loved and, and being happy with the now, like make songs that really make you feel 
like nothing's wrong. Yeah. And every time you start to spiral, you put it on and you listen to it and you go for a walk or you dance and you, you pattern interrupt, or you go, like, if you're really downward spiraling, you set an intention, you go in the shower, you rinse it off, or you take a bath and you wash the water drain, or you go and you jump in the water and you be a little tough lovey with yourself and kind of go, no, I'm not, I'm not going down this direction. I know I already kind of bowed a little bit with postpartum depression a little bit, but once the breastfeeding thing happened, it, I was headed there and I felt myself Mm. going there and, and I really had to, like every time I I would start to spiral, I'd have to look at my daughter and feel the love. Or I had an Mm. actual playlist called happy (laughs) that I was 20 minutes and I would listen to that and I'd move around and I had to stop myself from going down that spiral of, you know, feeling sad, feeling sorry, feeling like things would be better if X, Y, Z. And that's also contributing to just the overall heaviness of this issue for you is that be, you're sad about it. You're sad that you don't have anyone. And that's another heaviness that you're carrying around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, this isn't necessarily about, oh my gosh, you have to love yourself before anyone can come into your life. No, it's more about as Byron Katie says, when we fight with reality, we only lose 100% of the time. Mm, she's been, I've been, uh, she lives over in Ojai. I'm supposed to go to one of her workshops. Go. <laughs> go. Yeah. Not for. I can announce where she lives. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. She's, I think it's, you know, um, if you go, I actually, I want you to go when you go. See if you cannot go with the whole, like, I hope this helps me. See if you can go. Byron Katie, in my experience, both she was interviewed on this podcast and just being in her presence in a few times, she just oozes acceptance and unconditional love. She really vibrates that. So I want you to go in with the intention of osmosis, of like really soaking in the energy of what real acceptance feels like. Not going in with, well, I'm going to work on my beliefs and then I'm going to shift it and then da, 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 da. No, <laughs> I'm setting the intention to be in the presence of someone that transmits acceptance mm. and love and make that your intention. I was, Yeah. I was giggling because I actually wrote down, I pray for a shift before our call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I like that word osmosis as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay, you're in your late thirties. You're not dead. You're not 85. You got a lot of life left. I hadn't met my husband yet in my late thirties. So you may be in a relationship someday down the road and look back on these years and go, damn, I wish I would enjoyed that more. Cause I know a decade seems like a long time, but if you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone, it doesn't enjoy it. Yes. Sharing your life with someone is great. Yes. Connection is great and doesn't have to just come from a romantic relationship. And this is a beautiful time with you 
you just haven't really enjoyed it because you've always thought something's wrong with you. You've always been working to fix a problem. So can you give yourself the experience of really fully, not just like every once in a while, but really fully just being okay with where you are and not working on yourself, putting yourself in environments where you can grow and be around love and be like-minded people. Sure. But please stop thinking you've got a problem to solve and just live. Yeah. I, I thinking about that, I, I, I was very good at that in my twenties because, um, my mom, she, she kind of put it in my head when I went to college. Now don't just go to get your MRI. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed, um, cause I'm from the Midwest and that's people marry very young mm-hmm. straight out of college. So my twenties were to live, but, but I was really hard on myself in those years. Cause, um, I still, um, I had faulty boundaries with, with men. And now that after doing a lot of your coursework and doing the work, um, I have better boundaries and I actually am quite proud of myself. And I, I walk around with a different, you mm-hmm. know, with my head more held high. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't in this new me kind of lived that life. Um, well, you deserve yeah. that. Well, for, and I'm so proud of you. You, you really have had such a beautiful intention to heal and grow and shift your consciousness and it's inspiring. And my, my greatest wish for you actually right now wouldn't be a relationship. It would be that you really enjoy yourself and really, really stop judging yourself. Stop thinking you made mistakes in the past. Stop looking for ways to fix yourself. Just really be like, man, I'm fucking awesome. I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) And I'm going to like give myself some rest and a break from digging and, and analyzing and healing. You've, you've done it great. And I, I'm very clear with someone when I think a course would be right for them or going to work with someone or whatever. And I'm also very clear when it's like, you know what, now it's time to live. And with you right now in this moment, I'm saying it's time to live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, life has put me in a, I I say this because I remember when you shared, uh, you went through, um, I think it was something with your eyes got swollen and, uh, you saw that I was asked to look inward. Um, I'm actually without a car right now and I just, uh, had to change jobs and I'm in a very, I I feel a little stuck, but I, I I can kind of see how that's a force to enjoy where you're at. Yeah. Don't keep, you know. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. Acceptance. Okay. Acceptance, yeah. acceptance. It's, it's another word that a lot of us say, but very few truly embody. Because we're like, oh, I'll accept it once it happens the way I want it to. Yeah. But we can, when we can accept, which is not resignation. Resignation is giving up. Acceptance is not fighting with reality. Acceptance is okay. I'm okay no matter what. No matter if this never changes, I'm okay. And you are. And you got a lot of life ahead of you. So trust life and trust divine timing (laughs) and enjoy your life. Trust life. That's a a new one. That's very interesting. Yeah. What a fun thing to explore. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lindsay, for just being so honest and so vulnerable. I know a lot of people out there can relate to either being single or being in a place where they've just been wanting something and trying for so long and it's just not happening. Before I break down this call, I want to talk about the difference between acceptance and resignation. And I've talked about this before, but it's good to talk about again. So acceptance is when we just move into a peace with what is. We stop wishing it for it to be different. We grieve and we have our feelings about not having whatever we want or the circumstances not being what we want or being challenged in some way. We grieve it. We feel it. We don't bypass it. And then we just kind of go, oh, I'm going to stop fighting with reality and move into acceptance. Resignation is when we give up. Resignation is when we go, oh, it's not going to happen for me. Why bother? It has a why bother energy. Acceptance has a relief energy. Okay. I just surrender. I, I let go of this now and I'm open to it shifting. It's not giving up. In fact, sur- acceptance is, is, takes such determination and such commitment to really stay out of our suffering and to really stay out of the mental loop that things would be better if X, Y, Z. It's not for the faint of heart. And I really acknowledge Lindsay for being open to me coaching her this way. She's not moving into resignation at all. She's not giving up. She's letting go. And it is often in the letting go that that things come to us. You know, not always, but I have found in my own life and with so many people that when we let go of the attachment, it makes room for what is truly in alignment to come in. Sometimes that looks like how we want it to look and sometimes it looks different, but it's even better. So when we move into acceptance, like I accept this and I surrender to whatever is in the highest good. And you've probably heard me give different advice to different people who are single and want it to be different. And with Lindsay, because she has been working on herself for so long and she has a pattern of always looking for the problem, always looking for the reason, my encouragement to her was strongly let go, stop digging, enjoy your life. And I'm not negating or downplaying her desire to be with a partner and share her life with a partner. Our longings are our psychic knowing of what's to come. However, there's just such a degree of suffering because in her mind, her life would be so much better if she had this partner. And there's so many things about her life she could enjoy right now. And we tend to miss out on the enjoyment of the now when we're so focused on the what could be. So whether it's you're single and you don't want to be, or you want a different job, or you want to live in a different place, whatever, I encourage you to stop thinking things would be better if X, Y, Z. How do you know? If you're living your life thinking it would be better if it was different, you're not really giving your current life its full potential. You're not giving your current life the opportunity to show you how good it can be. Let me say that again. If you think your life would be better if it were different in some way, You're not giving your current life the chance to show you how good it could be. So that's my takeaway for you today. Stop fighting with reality, move into acceptance, and let life show you how great it can be. Thanks everybody for listening. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.